see on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Welcome. You are listening to DC on CW, the Flash edition on Rain Man Digital. You can find us on demand through iTunes and Stitcher by searching DC on CW. Once you find us at iTunes and Stitcher, go ahead and leave us a review. It helps our show out a lot. As always, I am your show host, Ryan Denton, and in the studio with me today is Bobby Doherty. Hello, hello. And Stephen Crouch. What up? And today we will be breaking down and discussing Flash Season 5, Episode 8, What's Past is the prologue. The Flash's 100th episode brings to light the true person behind Nora's return. Dude, this was uh this one had some pretty big things in it. And I I tell you what, man, the the uh actors coming back and reprising their roles and and I told you this before we even got on air before Steve before you even got here. I told Bobby that the scenes that we got that were added or when these characters came back and reprised their roles were so seamless and so well done. Um, that I felt like this is shit that they might have filmed way back when they did those seasons, and they just were like, "Ha we're gonna use this later." Like, like that's how, how, how good I it met was. Your mother, y- yes. Well, they f- they filmed the ending way before, so they could look the right part. Oh, look the right age. Uh huh. So it, it's it was hard to tell if it was new shoots or if it was different cuts that didn't make an edit, and then they reused it and spliced it from a different angle to make sense. Or if they just shot new, like it, it was, was hard to tell. It was a very this episode was very very cool. I think they did a, an awesome job for the hundredth episode. Um, it, it's kind of for me. We've been doing this for how long now, Bobby? Uh, we are actually we just broke our three hundredth episode. I knew that was what it was, so that's why I, I threw it to you. But we've been doing this for a long time now, guys. Four years. Four years, and this was a very awesome culmination of all the episodes we've had so far through five seasons and to, and to see them not really leave anything out in a lot of these, these flashbacks or, or this, this time travel was really, really cool to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about this one. We've got a lot to talk about. So the first thing we're going to do right now is we're going to jump into some news. Um, and we've got a couple, couple things here. Uh, first one's an article and it says how arrow star Stephen Amell transformed Oliver queen into the flash for elseworlds crossover. Now, after seven years perfecting his archery to play the DC Comics icon Green Arrow, Stephen Amell had to learn a whole new set of skills for the upcoming Arrowverse crossover. Oliver Queen and his superhero BFF Barry Allen accidentally swapped bodies in the next week's Elseworlds crossover between Arrow, The Flash, and Supergirl, which means that not only did Amell have to suit up in the Flash costume, he also had to learn how to run like the Scarlet Speedster. It turns out that that's not as easy as it looks, but it's most definitely as fun as it looks. Uh, I wouldn't call it the most rewarding, but it was the most fun that I've had maybe ever throughout the course of doing this show. Amell tells Bustle, along with a group, 
of reporters on Flash set in Vancouver. The actor reveals that he and Gustin had a conversation very early on before filming of the crossover began, uh, began to prepare to inhibit each other's roles. They spent every waking minute together for <laughs> close to a month to get it right. That's really cool. I mean, we know that these two guys are friends in real life anyways. So I bet that was kind of neat to be like, hey, man, so like if if you were you, me or Bobby or you and Steve or whatever, like, hey, man, how do I like make it look like I'm going to take off real fast or whatever? Like, obviously, he's an actor, right? But this is really neat to read this. So it says, uh, we had a discussion very, very early on that if this was going to work, that we really had to go for it, right? Uh, Amel says, because he has my learned abilities and I have his superpowers. There are elements of each other's personality that teach that each of us have to embrace in order to be successful, successful at the mission that's in front of us. Can you imagine like, uh, Grant gets the bow for the first time and he's like trying to figure out like how to actually shoot an arrow out of it. You know, there's no string or anything in the bow. I know. Oh, I know. I'm I was just... like, they, that's the only CG they ever do in arrow. They say what's interesting though, is it, this doesn't appear, you know, reading through the, the article, it doesn't appear they're trying to frame it this way, but it doesn't appear that it's like Freaky Friday. No, it, no. It, it's literally like. Well, it, so the next the next thing here kind of gives us an idea of what's happening. So it says the crossover shenanigans begin when Barry Allen and Oliver Queen wake up one morning and realize they've swapped bodies with each other. I fucked his wife. Oh man, right. But that's what I'm saying. If if it was Freaky Friday, that's not what would happen because. Amel would still be in the Green Arrow costume, but he would be acting as if Barry Allen and vice versa. And that's not what appears to be happening. So either this article's got it wrong or because the article is implying that. So I feel like what we need to do is like our intro music for this, the crossover has to be like Freaky Friday. Like, (laughs) can we just get that song and and we'll just play that? Um, Is there a well-known song to that movie? Well, well, not to the movie, but there's a well-known song called Freaky Friday now by Lil Dicky. (laughs) <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> uh, we're not playing that song <laughs> anyways uh, is it it's not, is it called freaky friday or is i woke up and i'm chris brown i think it's freaky friday <laughs> it's one of the two i don't know <laughs> um well we'll let you listen to that one on a break uh steve uh things quickly go bad uh from bad to worse when their own friends and loved ones don't believe them so their adventure to write history takes them to smallville on earth 38 where they end up meeting kara's cousin clark kent and an intrepid reporter lois lane According to Amel, the body swap fun is not just Oliver gaining super speed and Barry knowing how to fight MMA. Uh, fans will actually get to see Oliver with Barry's awkward, nervous tics and Barry with Oliver's darker, restrained reflexes. Uh, every once in a while, I'm channeling my inner, channeling my inner Barry Allen, and I'm looking at Grant after to take, uh, after the take, going, "Is it too much?" Amel says with a laugh, but we had a blast. Um, so this is, dude. This actually sounds. You know, because I, I really haven't read anything about the crossover. Like, no shit, dude. The, the first thing I saw about the crossover as far as, like, what is going on is at the end of this episode. Yeah. And that's the first thing that I've actually seen physically, besides obviously seeing them in the suits. But, but you haven't watched any of the trailers or nothing, anything? Nothing, dude. I've watched nothing. So The trailers really haven't shown they, they much, haven't. And if anything. So I, I, this was kind of this is kind of the first idea I've gotten about what's happening in the crossover. So, you know, I think is this the most? And I don't want to say this is so stupid, but it's because it's a meme now. But is this is the most ambitious one they've done so far? The last season was pretty pretty damn ambitious, but the fact that they're bringing in these characters that we yeah, it's it's a lot of talent on screen. 
I, I think this is gonna this is the easiest one they've done. What do you really? mean? What do you mean? Because you don't you're you're not followed into any story structure. Elseworlds is a, a blank page for them to and do whatever to do whatever kill whoever do whatever they want with them and it doesn't have repercussions on the storyline. Last year was the whole marriage thing. There was so much other shit going on that you had to interweave all these storylines. I think this one is going to be so much better because guess what? Elseworlds is easy to me. It, it means, Steve, if I want you to die today, I can kill you and it's not going to affect coming back in the midseason. Right. You know, because guess what? You're, you died in Elseworlds. It's not real. Yeah. And I think this is where, you know, I talked about this a little bit on Supergirl yesterday with Nicole. I think this is where they ruin maybe the Red Sun storyline that they're bringing into there. Mm-hmm. Where if we're going to go Elseworlds. Next year's Elseworlds could have been something like Red Sun to where Stephen Amell plays, you know, the Batman character and Grant plays the Wonder Woman you or Supergirl. They- and they could have revolved around Tyler and, and done shit like that. I think the crossover for Elseworlds is what they need to continue to do every season. Every season. They give us almost it, a what if or, or like, a you know, an idea that. Well, just to have fun. Just, yeah. to, have just fun. to have fun. And they shot their wad on Red Sun this season, unfortunately. But, but you know what I mean then? And then you don't have to worry about, mm-hmm. oh, well. I don't know what's going on in the show. Can I watch the crossovers? I want to watch the crossover. I want to watch my favorite characters interact on screen. The 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 Joe Schmo off the that doesn't follow us and want to listen to podcasts as soon as they get released. Um, you know, oh, Buffalo can, Phil can go on and, uh, you know, watch this without knowing what's going on. So I'd be all for it, and, and honestly, if they adapted things out of other uh, lines, other comic books that that don't necessarily make sense here, but like Gotham by Gaslight, I could totally buy Arrow by Gaslight, and I would subscribe to that and watch that. That would yeah. be amazing. And then they could have really done Flashpoint that way. They could have done yeah. a lot of things like in this Else World type scenario. So hopefully, forward they go with the whole. It would be fun. I hope. I hope, I hope they do that. I hope they they have a real big success with this one. The ratings are through the roof, and then they. I'm gonna they tell you right. That. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm almost a hundred percent positive that the ratings for this episode. You think it'll be the highest ever? The highest ever. You think so? I think with Batwoman. I think with the story that they're telling, with the the idea of all these things that they're throwing into this this crossover, I think this will be the highest rated one so far. What, what's the highest rated so far, Bob? Do you know? I believe it was uh, two seasons ago. I'd been the first one, right? It w- it would have been the uh, the alien one. Really? Uh-huh. I figured Vandal Savage would be the. I'll have to go check, but yeah. they all get between like three and four million ish per episode. And normally we're at like one point five to like two ish, depending so on what show. The ratings, so like double the ratings for the shows. So I mean, if you if you go to like Wikipedia, you can. There's a timeline at the bottom that shows you the ratings, and you can watch the spikes. The spikes are the crossovers. Like um, they're way above everything else. So, so the for next for next week, guys, the the change here is the Flash is airing on Sunday, Arrow on its regular at Monday, and then Supergirl flying over to Tuesday to put a cap on the three night event. So. Essentially, now Supergirl isn't staying on Tuesday. She's just no, doing it for just, this and, event. And, and the way you we went through the article right there, it sounds like they end up on her Earth to finish this off. Mm. So that makes sense on why they rearrange the story that it's it's Barry and I just want to make because that was one of the things that I because you know me I I always watch today 
I always wait till the day we record so it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. So for this one, I just flash arrow then. Yeah, Supergirl. and that's why I wanted to get it out there for all the listeners that if you're going to the app and you're waiting for Supergirl to show up on Sunday, that it's not going to happen. They've moved Flash. You'll see Flash, Arrow, Supergirl in the, in that I'm gonna, order. I'm going to have to watch on Wednesday so I, I don't have to wait one extra day, dude. I don't want to get spoiled or anything. So I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to kill my routine. Um but I, I think, dude, I, I truly do believe that this is going to be the better of of the crossovers, and it's it, it'll be pretty pretty interesting, especially with Batwoman. So I, again, I, I hope it's successful because just like when they went to the Elseworlds stories in the animated, they said that the first one is always going to be the one that tells us if we can go f- forward in the future. Yep, you better get it damn right. So they better be get it right. So don't fuck this up. Well, it's too late now. It's already either fucked up or totally awesome. <laughs> it's filled. We, we can't put a warning on people. Uh, anyways, guys, that's going to do it for news this week. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about season five, episode eight. What's past is the prologue. But first, a quick break. You and your movies. And I think we know what happens when a super intelligent ape who's pissed off at humans escapes captivity. DC on CW. We'll be right back. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Depending so on all these high school students that I see weaving in no, and out of traffic saying, now are scooters, on scooters, are being paid. So they're actually being paid to be fucking assholes now. No, no. They're being paid to be assholes that leave scooters in front of my home. That's even fucking worse! <laughs> Not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you see them in somebody's home, yes, they might be stealing it. Second... <laughs> Second, they could be being paid over $20 to charge a scooter. And the uh, Greater Phoenix area voted to bring in ride shares. Yes, please. Bikes and scooters. I want to know who. I want to know who did that. I actually don't know. Because at the next election, I am voting them out. It is... Did they put this up as a proposition? Did they say, hey, Proposition 177, bring in more scooters for lazy, fat assholes? If they they put that in Proposition 177 (laughs) in next year's election, I'm going to vote no on Proposition 177. No to losers and no to scooters. Councilman Randy Keating uh, was one of the members. Let's put a hit on her. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, DEAL30, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code DEAL30. Again, that's DEAL30. Because without it, no free stuff. That's DEAL30 at adamandeve.com. What are you looking at, nerd? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. (laughs) Geek Out Saturday. 
Like the force is the force. Let it be ambiguous. Let's not weigh it down with any little, hey, I can control it with a rock. <laughs> I'm a Jedi now because I, I have a blue stone in my pocket. Running throughout them. But the last few that he's done have met with universal scorn. I mean, I don't want her anywhere near Arrow. Yeah, no, like she is. Stephen Amell, the Grant Gustin. Yes. He wasn't an oh, iconic yeah. she- director by any means, but he did make his mark in the 60s and 70s with with movies like this. I know we're joking because that's what we do. The idea that it could be used against the Nephilim. That whole, right. there's this multiple times now they've said there's only five beings in all of creation that it can't kill. They're saying that for a reason. Catch up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen for the Rain Man digital app or tune in. Just search RM Channel 001. You're listening to Rain Man Digital's DC on CW. All right, guys, we are back, and we're going to jump right into this episode, Season 5, Episode 8, What's Past is the Prologue. This one was directed by our very own Tom Cavanaugh. Very cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's this- why you had such a prominent role in it. I'm directing it. <laughs> I, I, would I, would play, I would play every fucking character I've ever played in Flash. <laughs> um, <laughs> is this the first episode he's done? Yes. Okay. Uh, I writ- believe so. That's what I thought. Uh, written by Todd Helbing and Lauren Serto. Uh, we're going to jump right in. Let's just talk about Nora. Nora is the biggest one. Um, the biggest what the fuck? Yeah, the biggest what... Because that's, that's essentially what I text you. I was... It was... At the end of the episode and the cliffhanger with her meeting Thawn, which we I guess we assume is as Eobard or as Bob would say, Echobard. Um <laughs> and I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, who the fuck is she? Well, first of all, she goes to Gideon, right? And she makes that like, no, I'll deliver it myself. Well, first of well, all, she can she, earlier she pretended to not know about the whole Gideon sitch. Right, right. So she just all of a sudden then she says, Oh, I'll deliver it myself. And oh, she can just all over the fucking timeline wherever she wants now. And, and yeah, I, I mean, we knew that, right? Because she came back yeah. and she we've known for a while she could always go back home, but she keeps dicking around. Yeah, but like that was just kind of like, I guess do, that do, just threw me off. Do, you you, do, do we want to go to Speculation City yes. real fucking early? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Iris knows in the future that her daughter is fucking evil. Put the chip in her so she can't run around like this. And this has been happening the whole time because and that's why she they made her. such a thing about Barry going that your mom doesn't make mistakes like this. If she did it, she did it for a reason. Fucking Iris is fucking Thawne. I mean, Nora's Wait, fucking I was, like, oh, was going to say, whoa, what? What? <laughs> you just yeah. blew my mind. So do you think, okay. I think you, Nora and him have something going on there. Well, I'm sure they have and something going on. And then she fucking was like, nope, we ain't dealing with that shit anymore. They somehow captured, put it in there, and now she can't run around. But in the future, he's in he's in that prison. So Nora's visiting him at whatever prison. Is it a conjugal in. visit? It might be. How do two speedsters do it, by the way? Is it like, do they go Super fast, fast? Or they go slow to make like like it last? Well, he's edging. Yeah, you got to edge, dude. <laughs> he's not into knife play, I don't think. <laughs> uh, I just think that <laughs> throw back to other shows. Uh, whatever, dude. Um, there's obviously something going on there. I'm do, d- do you buy that though? Yeah, like, I do. I, I think I you also too have to understand about Eobard or Thawne in general is that he's a silver tongue. Yeah, <laughs> you can't trust him. <laughs> Stupid. But you can't trust him because he could say things and twist people's 
point mm-hmm. of view or ideals very easily. I mean, look at him when they went back and he was talking to Barry and Nora together. Very, well, that, very interesting. And that's what's fucked up because did he know? I mean, he figured out who she was, but is that because he's been zooming all over the Speed Force too? No, he knew. No, no, he figured out who she was because A, he's a fucking genius. We all know that Eobard's well, a genius. Well, he started he, naming all the Peter kids. Artists, yeah. So did you guys catch that Barry has another child? Yeah. He named all the kids. Yeah. I didn't catch that. He named like three other speedsters. Yeah. Yeah, he well, goes, which I, one are you? Well, I heard that, but I didn't know if they were just other speedsters or if they were Barry's speedsters. So, because what, right? The, the, well, he, I don't named, know if he, he named, named two names and he goes, Oh, you're the other daughter. That's what he said. So, the other thing, too, is now you want to know how he knew about her because Barry brought her to him there. So now, right, so in, so the, in future, the future, exactly. So, he planted seeds. Time travel's, a, time travel's a weird bitch, okay, guys? So, we're, <laughs> we're this is. It's been um, fucking me up. It's it's my this was a mind fuck for sure. Um but so I think you're I think you're partly right, Bob. I'm gonna go into speculation city here too as well. I think you're partly right, but I think also too that we have to look at the fact that that Thawne is a silver tongue and then he can talk anybody in to do just about anything. Um and, and that just goes back into the comic books and 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 uh the the, the animated movies. It's just how he is, right? So what this means for the show is is I think Bobby is partly right with the chip and all of that. I, I think that's a hundred percent accurate. Yep. Um, Let's do that. Gets Iris off the hook. Right. It gets mm-hmm. Iris off the hook. It, it makes us understand why she hates her mother so much. There's major motivation there. Right. But then also what what makes me laugh, or you look at it the other way, is she, she has the tables turned on her by finding out that Iris, before all this happens, is a good person. Right. And she also finds out as they go back in time that Iris did a lot for Barry and saved him a lot. And she, you know, in the museum, it's always just a painted picture of this is the Flash always doing all these things. Mm -hmm. And instead. Do you think so? Do you think Nora went to him at some point? Because he was the only person that could potentially teach her how to go into the speed force and go and do this. I think it's a I think it's a a play where. Okay, you're my dad's arch enemy, so you've probably spent the most time with my dad, and you know I could, you know about him, so I could come and ask you. And his silver tongue, yeah, I'll do whatever because he knows he can use her as a conduit to hopefully go back and exactly. change things and get his ass out. Of and the, the the sucky part about this that Barry doesn't realize is that by taking Nora with him back, he set, set, he the, set the all in motion himself. Oh, and I think man. that's the one thing about time travel that always is a mind fuck. And I always, and this is something that we always bring up, Bob. The stupid whiteboard. The stupid whiteboard. We always bring up the whiteboard, but it, 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 we need it sometimes because. It goes back to the figure eight. It goes back to the figure eight. And I think, so you look at this situation where Barry took Nora on this trip, right? That he didn't want to do. That he he specifically said, don't touch anything. Don't. Right. But he didn't. But but at the end, we find out he wanted to do it for a different reason. But look what happened. But look what happened. And I think. It, essentially, Barry set in motion Nora coming back and Thawne knowing about Nora way back in time. And I think that's that's the biggest kicker in the nuts. So when, when he finds this out, because essentially what he could have done here is we see Thawne go back and sit down in his chair. Now yeah. Thawne could have. And, and the look on his face when he like, did that and the little wave and the smirk to her. The plan he he already had plans within plans. And well, I think yet again this is Barry fucking up. Well, I think we what we always wondered too, and I always bring this up too, is that Thawne is is obviously Eobard Thawne or Reverse Flash is 
the Flash's ultimate villain. I mean, everyone has him. Batman has the Joker. Superman has Lex Luthor. This is his ultimate villain. And I always wondered, you know, when is is he coming back? When does he come back? How early do you bring him back? I didn't remember I said they had to bring him back this season because the way last season ended that I felt that it had to be something big to bring it back. And I think you're right. And I think you're right, Bob. And this is the perfect time to bring him back or a soft, like bringing him back softly, like kind of how they started this right here mm-hmm. is you bring him back softly. You have maybe like a, you have Cicada to keep our mind on that villain, but really in the next season and a half, you've got the reverse flash and not just the reverse, but full bore, the whole season reverse flash. So I, I felt like watching Supergirl this week as well uh, towards the end of the episode, my thoughts changed completely, but the way that they structured Supergirl's first half of their season, as well as this, it felt like we were going to get an end of the big bad on Supergirl and maybe the end of the big bad on this. They and did then, that. They did that narrow too. And then the yeah, second absolutely, half, it's, yeah. it's a brand new formula this year. Right. And, and, I'm, and then, I'll be honest with you. It, it it lasted. This is the way I look at it. Okay, and I know where you're going with this. This this new formula that Bob just mentioned. They did it on. They did it on Arrow as well. What about Legends? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been watching Legends. So. Uh, no, Legends isn't following the same formula. But they've okay. ne- they've they never, never really they never yeah. have. They're okay. on their own fucking. So the thing that I the thing that I like about this is that we get enough episodes of this character mm-hmm. to feel like okay, this is a potential threat. Mm-hmm. This is a threat that. They haven't fully dealt with, but they've shelved. And now we can focus on the second half of the episode after the crossover. Mm-hmm. Because essentially what they've done here with this this formula is they've shelved their, their big bads for this crossover. And then they're going to come back, obviously, after. I thought they would cl- like close the chapter and then you'd have a new introduction when you come back from the break, but it, it it felt that way. But then Supergirl flipped the script at the last minute, and it feels like that's exactly what's happening. Arrow, Arrow did the exact Arrow same did thing, the same, yep. exact same thing. We thought <laughs> they were finishing off the big bad, and then he shows up at the end. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it was you're like, uh, oh, okay. So so it in in I like again. I talked about it a little bit in Supergirl. There is nothing wrong with this. Again, I we've done three hundred of these episodes between our whole crew. We understand the formula, and when they break formulas, the only time we get shocked, it's, and, and it and it's a nice change. It's exciting. Yeah, I think that the best part about this too is it's got us doing what we're doing right now. Talking, and, and, and I think, guys, what you need to understand is that our show was very well based on how good the episode was, and I think now with what we have of these tight seasons and these 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 well thought out stories, it's easier for us to talk about this because we genuinely come in here and we're like, holy shit, dude. Like I could talk about this for hours. Um, One of the things that I kind of had a problem with in this episode is it was speak. We're on the Nora and I don't problem. I don't mean in a bad way. Just it's another thing they added was when they said the timeline is malleable, malleable. And I, so again, is it is it too soon to be introducing more timeline shit and, and well, confusing the fuck out of us? Well, look, we knew it was malleable because anytime you do something, you have that butterfly effect. So we already knew that, right? Like you can change things for oh, better. Right, we understand that, but it, on Legends, they did a they do a completely different thing. And it's like, yo, this and, is And when you're dealing with multiple shows with time travel involved and, you know, it's it's one of those things that we've heard for the last 5 seasons from Flash is don't screw up anything. Right. 
Well, he screwed it up again last night <laughs> in a big bad way. Well, look, I think you could say that, you know, oh, you know, don't fuck up the timeline. But, d- dude, it's the Flash. It's literally what the comic books are about. Yeah, I get it. So I think, you know, the people that complain, first of all, the people that complain about the time traveling and, and him messing, it's like, look, dude, that's the Flash. Read a comic book. It's in the comic books. He does it all the time. It's the whole point of the show or the, the comic book. But I, I think the thing here is that they're adding another element to the timeline where you've got fans like us who I wouldn't consider as hardcore, but I'd consider us up there. And we're fucking confused about time travel and they have to bring a big ass fucking board in and draw on it to give us an idea by adding this extra thing by the timeline being malleable that they can move it around all they want. Or like how Nora explains some things are, uh, was it a discarded, uh, well, artifact? Look, look, yeah. At the end of the day, the, the, the ninety, 99.999% of people watching this probably do not have a degree in quantum physics. So we're all probably scratching our heads to some varying degree of, do you think time travel? Do you think they have some kind of like consultant that somebody comes in? has to? Be, there's a big brain in that writing room. There has to be. Yeah, I, it's 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 called Sterling Gates because he knows comics. It's <laughs> <There you go. laughs> probably true. I just think it's interesting, man, that they added this this extra aspect um, and almost different point of view as far as time travel goes, and it's. It, this is the, the when you're dealing with multiple speedsters who can travel through time like this, it just becomes a very, very confusing, mm-hmm. you know, when does it stop? Kind of like, you know, he, I'll go back before you, well, I'll go back before you, and then I'll go back before you. Like, you know what I mean? They like, almost just, need to have on their website a diagram, an interactive that just constantly updates yeah, as it, the episodes. Yeah, I, I, inter- be, cool. interactive flow chart where I can see what the hell is going on and when events happened and when they changed because I it, it's confusing as shit. Um, I mean, that would it's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah, if they're listening, make me a flow chart. <laughs> <laughs> can you have one of your interns make me a flow chart of Barry's travels? I'm so confused right yeah, now. Just a downloadable PD or, or an app. I don't care. Something <laughs> that app. I can follow along. It's got like a scroll bar that you scroll and it shows Barry in different points of time, yeah, like just branching off. <laughs> Just don't make it in Vizio. I don't have Vizio on my Mac. It's like uh, one of those choose your own adventure books. Yeah. But I choose to go that. back in time and stop Cicada. Here, Barry Allen, what do you want to do? A or B? Turn to page 34. Dude, I used to read those, those Goosebumps ones. So, so the other thing with Nora, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but when, when he introduced her to uh, Dawn, her body language was very noticeable. I mean, she's always kind of fidgety fidgety and just kind of uh sheepish and she her body language was was very sheepish and she almost in kind of like a scared way like you could see it in her face but what's interesting about that is it because she's scared about the moment that she's meeting this person that in the future she's doing dealings with or is she acting the part that she feels she needs to act because her demeanor was 180 degree difference when she went back to talk to him in the future i think it's a i think it might have been a mix of both i mean let's let's look at it this way okay you spent most of the time in the flash museum learning about your dad and i'm sure there's a very Mm -hmm. very monster section about the reverse flash and you've read all these things and all these you know misadvice i guess you know things that she's he's done with the flash and and being this arch enemy or ultra villain, I think you'd be a little. I'd be a little fucking well, weirded but, but out. But here's what's weird: there's there's clearly a lot of details that aren't in the museum because she played it as though she didn't know that he had killed Barry's mother. 
Um, and maybe that's true, or maybe she's just really good at acting to her dad that she didn't that looked know. Pretty, that looked pretty genuine. It looked genuine, and maybe that's part, you know, going back and saying, hey, we need to talk. You, you know, is exactly why. He's he's not telling her everything, and she's learning, like you said, she's learning about her mom, she's learning about some of these truths I'm that thinking, probably manipulated her a lot. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's a, it's a, like I said, a mix of what Bob brought up earlier, but I think, think about it this way. He could spin a tale where he seems like the good guy and Barry seems like the bad guy. Yeah. And he could spin this tale about how Iris is a piece of shit and he convinces her. And then when Barry says, well, do you know what he did? Cause look at her. She was going to touch the suit. She wanted to touch. She clearly admires him in yes. some regard. So she was going to touch it. And Barry goes, what are you doing? Do you know what he did? And when he, when he told her that Eobard or Thawne reverse flash killed her, his mother, her face was genuine, like, wait, what? Well, and, and this goes back to the silver tongue thing that we brought up earlier. She could have went to him going, I don't know what to do. You know my dad better than anybody. And he's like, I have an idea for you. Mm-hmm. I can tell you how we can fix this. And the fix is I need to be out. I need you to do these things. I need things. you to do these things, yeah. I think oh, I think man. this is uh, – I think he's absolutely using Nora. I, I think it's a mix of a little bit of, of you know, the silver tongue and, oh, yeah. and uh, you know, her being curious about her dad. And I think ultimately where this is going to lead to reverse flash coming back. But I think it's going to come back in a way where now Barry is, finds out that Nora is the one that that's going to hurt. That's going to be rough, dude. Oh, man. That's going to be rough. It's going to be even more rough when, when he finds out that his daughter's pregnant with her, his baby. Oh, man. What's the name of that baby going to be? Nora Bardthon? Ooh. <laughs> That's the first thing that popped in my head. Dumb. <laughs> Anyways, uh, man, we could sit here, guys, and talk about this for th- this speculation for about an hour. Now, we have a lot of episodes in this show where we get to a point where we're going to go after the big bad and all that, right? And they come up with this plan. Did at first did this? Hey, we need three things from Barry's past. Come off of you as like okay. We need three keys to unlock <laughs> three gates that like a Legend of Zelda treasure. Hunt. Yeah, it's dangerous out there. Take this. I don't know. I just feel like it was a little. It felt a little goofy to me, but I had faith. And boy, was this really fucking cool, man! They needed a strong alloy. So the first thing they pops up in their head is like. Yeah, we need alloy. And for me, I'm like, alloy? What the fuck would they get alloy in Barry's past? I'm like, Ugh. I was thinking nth metal. Yeah, like something. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, something like that. That's what I thought. But Savitar's suit. Wow. Didn't think about that. Forgot that they blew the whole suit up. I, 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 You know what I appreciate about that is that they thought about the details of that episode and that Black Flash chased them. You know, the, yeah, you, the, you know we saw a lot the of. Spectre. The, yeah. yeah. The Wraith, I mean. That, that going around where they didn't forget mm-hmm. that you can't just fuck with the timeline and not have these things come after you. Well, I think it was neat too. And I, I also liked the use of, of specific shots um, where the characters in the scene were looking a completely different way. So it made yeah. sense of where they were standing and that's dude, that's just looking at a scene and going, okay, where can we put our characters? Or spatial. Yeah. yeah. Like where can we put our characters to, to fit into this scene? But um, and I maybe th- get noticed and you're like, uh, yeah, well, that's, well, dude, the whole time that, you know, um, uh, Savitar is sitting on the ground or laying on the ground. He's facing them. And I'm like, yo, dude, he's going to see them. Like, mm-hmm. and I, and so the whole time I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. And 
I, I, but I agree with Bobby. I like that they brought the wraith back. It made it, it made sense to kind of shoo Barry away. So Nora had to be the one to pick up the, mm-hmm. the piece of suit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I thought that was neat. The, the, then they needed what? Something to remove dark matter. So why not steal the little fucking, I don't even know. What do you call that? What'd they call that thing? Was it like a fucking, it looked like a syringe gun or I, I forgot what they call inoculation it. gun. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. So again, another shout out back to uh zoom. And when he steals Barry's powers and, and, and injects the speed force, I, I was him. actually happy that they brought back Teddy Sears to reprise that. Yeah. Cause yeah. I thought again, they were just going to get away with cutting using uh, Tony Todd's voice. And yeah, they, they went through because I think my, if I had anything to be disappointed about in this episode was the hype of the hundredth episode for me, because they had talked this whole time about like the rogues gallery is coming back and all Barry's old foes. We thought it was going to be like an all on battle where he was going to get his ass. Warped. Yeah. And then it was just like, Oh, you brought Kavanaugh back in every it's, one of his roles. It's going to be a montage. Barry, yeah. You put Barry back in the Savitar suit and then you, just had to get Tony Todd to do the voice of Zoom real quick. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and I think that that was my only disappointment because I was so hyped up because I wanted to see like the full rogues gallery yeah. battle and trying to figure out how they were going to do it. Now, no, nothing was wrong with what they did here. It just Your wasn't expectations my were expectations high. were a little bit higher based yeah. on the hype that we got from all the articles and everything that we saw. I agree. I think that, you know, when you use the when you use these big milestone episodes, oh, 100th episode. I think everyone thinks you're going to go super duper mega extravagant on certain things. And I think it's extreme. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they but you're I I agree with you, too, Bobby, bringing Teddy back to to shoot some scenes, you know, in the actual zoom suit. Um, and, 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 you know, Teddy's a freaking cool dude. We met him at Phoenix uh, Comic Con. And just talking to him about being in the suit, I think he truly like enjoyed playing that Super character. Super laid back dude. Yeah, he enjoyed playing that character, and I think um, for him to come back and and do this scene um, as Zolomon, uh, Hunter Zolomon, um, it was it was cool. And I and I I love that they they didn't forget certain aspects of these episodes. Was do you guys think when they were in Star Labs, um, like even Robbie Amell was that? Old footage? That was old that footage. That was old footage. Okay. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't use – he didn't come back to do anything for that. Um, but then when they watch in the hallway, when Cisco and her follow Thawne into the hallway, like that was new shot. new shot. But it fit in so well, and the way Cisco played his character was very indicative of that, that pre – How he was before – Yeah. And you know what the hardest thing is? I was going back, and there were some articles this week of – you know, the greatest Flash episodes ever. And you start going back and they're just like kind of pictures from the old episodes. And you look how much, how young they were back then. Oh, yeah. And that's only a few years ago. Yeah. And, and what they look like now and how much, you know, I'm going to say Hollywood they've gotten. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, you know, what normally happens. You become successful on a TV mm-hmm. show, no matter how small the TV show may be. Your look changes, you, your you, hair looks better. Yep. Your makeup's always done differently. Yeah. And, and, you know. and so to see them flashback to like Cisco and all these old characters. I think the only way to do it was to bring back the old footage mm-hmm. and, and hopefully people didn't notice that, okay, he's a little bit bulkier now or a little bit skinnier or whatever never, it might be. And I think that that's always a struggle too. When you're doing revert, like flashbacks or anything like that with this, 
I didn't have a problem with any way any of them looked as far as the extra scenes that they shot. I thought they all looked fairly like the original shot. Caitlin didn't look any different. It, Cisco didn't look any one different. One caveat in the in the scenes with Kavanaugh, he did have a hairpiece on. Yeah, and you could well, yeah. I, there was piece. a, but you have to understand too. He had to shave his beard off too to. Oh, to that Abe Sherlock. Lincoln looking fucking thing that yeah, he had going so, on. I mean, for Sherlock, I think you know he had to get rid of that so he for could play. <laughs> he had to he had to face off to do the rest of his characters. Um, I think it was it was uh, also very cool that they brought back, you know, Kavanaugh playing Wells, basically playing Thawn. Um, and using the, what did we call that room? Do we, does that room have a name that has the little dimples on it? And that's where, uh, Thawne's suit was. Do we have a name for that thing? The Gideon room. I, perfect. Gideon room. I like the fact. Officially named. Yeah. It's yeah. that's it. Uh, I like that they use the Gideon room and that, um, you know, they hid in there because nobody knew about it at the, at that time. Um, I also enjoyed the fact that, um, they used the room uh, when Fawn was in there with the version of Barry Allen that was knocked out. Right. And and, and then he made that little comment, too, to Cisco that he had a good vibe about him or something. That was cool. I, I, of course, there was a lot of neat things. I also liked how he went to shake his hand and it looked like he was going to do the yeah. like into his kill him. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Uh, I have a good vibe about you. I'm going to fucking stick my hand between your sternum. Um. I also, I loved, loved, absolutely loved when Thawne is like, they first walk in there and they're like, he's deducing what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he looks at him and goes, if you're Barry Allen in the future and this Barry Allen's here and, he, and Barry goes, you never get, I can't, right. dude, that was such a like good he's scene. He's doing the math yes. in his head going, wait a minute. That means I lose. God damn it. Yeah, dude. Like that was, but that was the moment that the seed was planted I now met your daughter, how I, I met lose. your daughter, yeah. and I lost. Now I got to figure out how to unlose. I think that was, again, with 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 the time travel, it brings in such a crazy idea, but that's what makes a reverse flash that much more of a opponent to Barry is that he is just as smart, if not smarter than Barry. I know we had the thinker, and that's on a whole nother ball, like, the Ball thinker, game? yeah, the thinker had a different game plan and was playing a different game of chess. Thawne is is thinking chess through time, which is if you think about it, you've got chess and you've got chess through time. Time chess through time is takes yeah way more, way more. I just think that it was really neat that they hit these these big parts of Barry's life. Um, you know, Zoom. Uh, you know, reverse flash, uh, the particle accelerator blowing up. And you, and what I, what I mentioned earlier is I loved that they use these old scenes, especially like when the particle accelerator blew up and they use, they showed flashes of weather wizard, getting his powers, Barry getting his powers, uh, the thinker using the, the cap. Mm-hmm. Um, there was all these different things that are fresh in our mind, but you kind of forget about, right? Because we're in a new season and we're focusing on what's going on and they hit us with all these things that we remember, right? And I think that was that was really neat to go back and see the particle accelerator infusion and seeing all these things about the old star labs. Also, when they wheel uh, cat or uh, Wells and they wheel uh, Fawn and, and Barry to the to the uh, 
the hospital, mm-hmm. and it's the fucking doctor. Yes. It, Where, so she has some bigger role here. Absolutely. Uh, she has a much, much bigger role, and I think that was a nice idea of them using that and throwing that in there because now we know, okay, she's been doing this for a while. She's been at that hospital seeing all these meta attacks and all these people hurt by metas. That makes her motives a little bit more clear if we don't fully know what they are, but we kind of have an idea now, right? Mm-hmm. With her showing up in that that scene. Well, and we talked about it. We talked about it. she had to have been there during that whole situation, uh, which we knew she was supporting, you know, all the, the satellite debris nonsense. But to dial it all the way back to when it all began. Right. She was there. She saw the original fallout. I think that, too, originally seeing that original fallout and just being there for, what, five years now, constantly seeing all these different things go on with metas. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I think that would make her be a little bit more pissed off towards meta humans. Obviously, there has to I think there has to be one there has to be one more nail in the coffin. Oh, yeah. I don't think this is it. This is an it. There has to be one more nail in the coffin for us to go, okay, this makes sense why she's helping uh, Cicada. So I got to tell you, dude, uh, um, one of the things I loved about this episode, and I text Bobby immediately after it happened, was when that nerd. Dude, I literally text Bobby and was like, yo, dude, I fucking love Ralph. The fact that he played. I fucking te- Huey Lewis. I texted too. They both. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I'm saying. You're the other nerd that texts me, and I'm like, I knew exactly what it was, dude. Uh, come on, man. Like, I didn't even have to ask. I'm like, oh my gosh, these nerds are fucking going all, getting all fucking Ralph, dude. It was funny. I'm not gonna lie. It was, it was great. Perfect. How have we not? Okay, first of all, here's okay. We've been doing this show for four years now, right? How have we not used that song at least once? I I swear we have. I don't I think swear. we have. Dude. I swear to God, this is the first time. It's it, like first of all, we've but, used it, or they? No, I think they, we've they, used it as an intro. I don't. Well, remember. we have, but I, I'm saying the show hasn't used. Oh. Is what I meant. Like, yeah, they probably just got the rights for it. They were like, "All right, how much is it for that?" I just think it's great, and I love that they had to explain to Ralph, like, "Hey, they're gonna leave and literally show up, right?" And we don't know time has passed. They're gonna show up as right, and he's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's like when he tried to explain how things worked on the board. They're right, like, we they're, already know. we know, yeah. Thanks, um, but yeah, that scene, dude, I was laughing my ass Same. off, dude. It's so laughing. good, and, and since we didn't have him, you know, last week he was missing, and then to have him come back in, and it's like, yeah. God damn it, I want him every episode. It, that was so good, dude. I laughed my ass off. Um, I did enjoy too the the cicada fight, final fight, um, dude. I am not gonna lie, I was like, yo, they might. They might be really actually going to catch Cicada here. I was like, oh, shit. It, it was awesome. But then Cisco's dumbass tells him, I sent your shit to space. Why would you say that? Why wouldn't you say, I sent your stuff out of here, man? Or it's wh- Earth 77. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, that was the other thing. Why'd you put it in space, knucklehead? Why didn't you? That should have showed up at the end. Uh, Earth ninety, it just comes fucking flying, smashing in. down, and hits hits the. Uh, it's one of the characters yeah. that are dead on the ground hits, from the crossover. It's the nineties flash right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Elseworlds like, crossover. Why, why would you do that? You you gave up what you did, and so immediately, of course, he's going to pull it back down from the atmosphere or, or from space. I just think it's interesting that he could fucking has that kind of connection with the dagger to pull it from fucking space. Well, it's, it stabbed him in his right lung. It's more like his like clavicle yeah, area. But, 
That's not his lung. His lungs down. That's here. why he breathes all fucked up, man. No, he breathes fucked up because of the mask. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I it just the where it looks, it's up here, like up on his clavicle area. So that's why I never thought it was in his in his uh, lung. I just always assumed it was a lung because he's got that stupid mask, on. <laughs> that respirator on. Yeah, I just think that fight was that was really a pretty badass fight. I also like the slow the use of slow motion when Barry punches him, dude. When he like gives him the uppercut, yeah. I was like, "Oh, damn, dude!" And then he he uppercuts him in the air, and he's kind of like still, and then he punches him down. Yeah, I'm man, like, "Yo, dude, is this fighter. Mortal Kombat? Like, holy shit, yeah. dude! That was badass. That was a that was a super cool fight scene. Something that we haven't really gotten a ton of, um, so far. I do like the fact that they explained Killer Frost is immune to him because her meta power isn't from the particle accelerator. Yeah. That was cool, and I think that was a question that we had: is that if she, hers is Gene, you know, a, a true She's a real mutant? Yeah, as a, it were. yeah. I mean, if you really want to, if, if she is true meta human, well, I'm going to use true as the real firm, whatever her genes, mm-hmm. whatever that she is immune to Cicada's powers. That's pretty fucking cool. And the way they're writing her right now, like. She's she's almost like their version of the Incredible Hulk. That when shit goes real, when is south, she gonna start walking? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they pull that in. That'd be great. Oh God, I would laugh my ass off. Like uh, one sad episode where she's got to leave the team. She has to walk away, and they she, play that. Yeah, she got out of control. She gets her backpack. Yeah, <laughs> gets her purse, and she starts walking. Oh, that's bummer, dude. But yeah, the way they wrote her in—that's they're—they're kind of treating her like the Incredible Hulk. That when shit really goes south, she can turn on that anger and come out of left field, and boom, save the day. It's I, awesome. I, I said it last week, man. I really do enjoy what they're doing with her. Yeah. I think you know, originally I said it has to be one or the other, but I think this is a really cool explanation on her powers, on how she might be the way to stop Cicada. Um, I think it's—I think it's pretty badass, man. I. I at first, I was kind of like iffy about it, but I, I really think this is a, a cool direction for Caitlin and Killer Frost. I, I, it makes both characters viable, and the fact that they're able to talk to each other, and the fact that they could potentially stop Cicada, I, I'm I'm all for it, dude. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I I dig it. I'm digging it so far. Yeah, I think this is a Killer Frost that I wanted but didn't get originally, but I have it now. I'm under. I wonder if maybe that this too is is maybe a little bit of like you know people. Course, I, I didn't, course correction. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I didn't think it was that bad originally, but maybe they they're like, okay, let's let's settle down and, and figure this out because obviously there are people who like Caitlyn, and there are people who like Killer Frost. Mm-hmm. So how can we do this where both of them are still, you know, in the show without nixing one or the other, right? Um, so pretty pretty smart idea, but I think that that final fight with her blasting him into the freaking truck was pretty that was pretty gnarly. It's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and jump into our final thoughts of the episode. Um, Steve, why don't you start us off? So the, the, my biggest takeaway from the episode, besides the whole Nora what-the-fuck moment at the end, was really uh, her acting again. I mean, she's just slaying it in the acting department. And, and how she could go from being that sheepish girl in, in the Gideon room to being the 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 loving daughter that wants to see her grandparents. So she goes back in time to get that glimpse, almost like a, you know, it's a wonderful life or something where you want to get that moment and, and cherish it. Cause you've missed it or whatever to going back into the future to Thawne and, 
and, and you finding that out like she is such a dynamic actress and, and you you couple her with uh Kavanaugh who's also an incredible actor I said it last week I'll say it again they're the two best pieces of talent on that show mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned and and it's really firing on all cylinders uh everything else awesome as we've already spoken to but the acting for me is just so top-notch right now and the writing obviously is is crazy good because they're weaving in all these old stories and all these different timelines and these changes and it's it's keeping us on our toes and keeping us confused and keeping us wanting more so I loved it man Fantastic. I I can't agree more. I think one of the things about this episode that I enjoyed the most was the use of old footage, but then also adding new footage in. And I think for me, time travel issues or episodes are are very risky. Um, I also believe that flashbacks on any shows are very risky unless they're done correctly. And I I feel like this, as far as time travel goes in episodes, this might be the best time travel episode we've gotten as far as just how they infused this storyline with Nora and Barry basically without trying to showing her exactly what he has done for the last five years. And I think, you know, obviously he didn't want her to see some of these things because of, you know, the picture that's been painted by the flash museum. But, um, because a lot of these are, are Barry at his lowest point. Right. Um, Barry getting fucking strangled by zoom up into the, you know, and him stealing Caitlin, uh, him having to basically force Savitar out of the suit. And then Iris blows his brains out. I just, there's certain parts of this episode that are really, we, you kind of forget about, and they're only two a year ago or two years ago. And I really enjoyed the way they, they handled this time travel, with some of the stuff that we know about time travel through the show, they they stuck to it the most, except for the whole malleable thing, which again, I guess that's just a real, a small thing that you could nitpick about. I'm sure they have to add stuff to make things make sense. Time travel is a, I said earlier, is a crazy bitch. And it's not real. So they can do whatever they want. And it's exactly. And it's not real. It's a TV show guys that we know of. Well, we can't base all our knowledge off of back to the future. Right. And I, you know, you can make some (laughs) shit up. It's not real either. It's not real. It's, It's a fucking movie. So I definitely think that this was this was a nice way too of shelving Cicada until the second half of the season um, because we have the crossover coming up. Um, I'm I'm starting to really dig Cicada again. I feel like there's a way this gets turned around. I feel like he gets turned around at some point. I just I have this feeling with him. You know, technically speaking, you know, Barry brought it up, didn't I? Say this last week that he technically is a meta too. And Barry, I, I, I said it last night to Nicole again. I'm like, this guy's a meta. Who hates metas because this, does he not see the irony? In He's his a self hating Jew. He's a self hating <laughs> Jew. That is correct. Ultimately, I thought this episode was probably one of the better episodes we've gotten. As a hundredth episode speaking, it, it, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I think it was, um, it was what we needed going into the mid season, you know, with the crossover and everything. So I really dug this episode. Bobby, what about you? Yeah, 100%. This is up there, probably one of the top five episodes ever of Flash. And reading some of the articles out there that I'm assuming are clickbait, you know, of how Flash ruined their 100th episode. And I I don't believe it at all. Fuck them. Yeah. You don't understand TV. You don't understand storytelling, writing, writing, you know, just the emotions that went through this whole episode. If you're out there thinking that they wasted this, you don't understand TV, that you should go or back comics. to comics. 
Yeah, go 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 back and watch Scooby Doo or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it just it, it was everything that it needed to be. Again, short of my internal hype of seeing like the Rogues Gallery back, you know, the big bad, some kind of jailbreak or whatever I had pictured in my head because of all the news stories of the 100th episode. But dude, the storytelling's there, and it it actually made me appreciate the season a little bit more because again we've been kind of i've been kind of hesitant about like this isn't good this isn't good well you know they they did some course correction here with this episode and makes me look forward to it because you're bringing in again uh what potentially could be a villain even though he might not come out right away has something to do with what's going on that i believe in you know a little more in cicada so i'm excited to see reverse flashback Absolutely. I think we all are with that one. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's DC on CW, the Flash edition. Remember, you can always catch any past and future DC on CW episodes through DCOnCW.com. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at DCOnCW, Facebook.com slash DCOnCW, Instagram, DC underscore on underscore CW. With that, guys, we will see you next People want cuddles. 